want to talk this morning, time is short, about lights in the world. See what Paul writes in Philippians 2, verses 12 through 15. Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. This does not mean salvation by works. It's live out your salvation. Live your, your life as a saved person with fear and trembling, for it is God who works in you both to will and to do for His good pleasure. Do all things without complaining and disputing, that you may become blameless and harmless children of God without fault in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation, among whom, notice this, you shine as lights in the world. Heavenly Father, we pray that you will use this simple message and these passages this morning to transform our lives, and may we leave different than how we came in. In Jesus' name, amen. How dark is the world that we live in today? Do you ever remember a time that your faith and your values and your Bible and your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, have been under more attack than they have been in these days? Up is down, down is up. Shame is replaced by pride. Good is evil, evil is good. Woe unto them who call evil good and good evil, who put darkness for light and light for darkness, who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Male is female, female is male. Everyone did what was right in his own eyes. Have you ever remembered days like these? The days we live in, we live in godless days. We have never seen days like these. What an opportunity. What an opportunity to live faultless in a perverse generation, to shine as lights in the world. Christian, What a moment in time God has given us to shine like never before because the darker the night, what? The brighter the light. And it is not as if we are the first generation of Christians to experience such darkness. The generation that first read these words written under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit of God, written by Paul the Apostle, that generation lived in darkness and saw darkness that we will probably never see in America, at least not in our lifetimes. The first 300 years of the Christian church saw darkness and persecution like never before. They were tortured, they were burned alive, they were thrown into the arenas, they were mauled by the teeth of lions, they were sliced and diced by the swords of gladiators, they were crucified on Roman crosses, They were burned at the stakes. They were the stench of Roman society. They bore the brunt of false accusations in a world that hated them. They were given a choice. Renounce Christ or die. Say, Curios Kaiser. Caesar is Lord. Christians would say, Curios Christos. Christ is Lord, and they were killed for their faithfulness to Christ. Our Christian brothers and sisters in the first 300 years after Christ were called the Hagios, the holy ones, the separated ones. Tertullian wrote, 
we have a reputation of living aloof from the crowds, so distinct and separate they were, such lights they were in the darkness of the Roman Empire. Why? Because the Roman world, through its idolatry, through its paganism, operated in such a way that Christians were ostracized from nearly everything in society. A Christian mason, in the first 300 years of the church, would not build a a temple for a Roman god. Christians would avoid Roman hospitals. Imagine not going to a hospital when you needed urgent care. Why? Because in the hospitals, there was a priest that would walk up and down the beds singing praises and chants to the Roman god of healing and medicine. His name, Aesculapius. And no Christian would want to sit or lay in a hospital bed in the middle of a hospital that was basically a temple for the Roman god Aesculapius. So they would rather die at home than receive medical care in a Roman hospital. Christians were accused of being cannibals. Did you know that? Christians in the first 300 years were accused of being cannibals because they celebrated the Lord's Supper. Do this in remembrance of me. This is my body. This is my blood. And the false accusation would go out in the Roman world. They're eating human bodies. They're cannibals. They were accused of being atheists. Did you know that Christians in the first 300 years of the church were called atheists? Because they did not worship the Roman gods. They worshiped only Jesus Christ. And for this, they were persecuted. The darker the night, the brighter the light. They took their Christian calling so seriously. They obeyed the word of God so faithfully. They loved their Savior so deeply. Their light shined in the darkness so intensely. Less than 300 years through their faithfulness and holiness and sacrifice, those first Christians turned the mighty Roman Empire up on its head. The hagios, the separated ones, we will live for Christ or we will live not at all. That was the determination and the faith of those first Christians. How are we doing in the midst of the current darkness? As Americans, in the midst of the darkness that we so complain about, how are we shining? What an opportunity to shine in such darkness. The darker the night, the brighter the light. I fear many Christians today, we won't give up seeing a movie or an animated feature that teaches godless principles, that violates the Word of God because it's just the latest and greatest thing. We've got to see it. How do we shine when we participate in such things? In the year 313, after Christ, with the arrival of Constantine, the emperor, Christianity became not the official religion of the empire, but it became legal in the emperor, empire of Rome. Why? There were nearly 80,000 Christians in Rome at the time, even se- severely persecuted. 80,000 Christians in the city of Rome alone. The gospel had spread to the ends of the known world through persecution. 
in the year 380 with the arrival of another emperor, his name was Theodosius, Christianity became not only legal, it became the official religion of Rome. Think about that. Was that a good thing? Well, you wouldn't get whipped and killed and diced in the Roman arenas, but it actually was the worst thing that could have happened to the church. Christianity became a thing of prominence and power, and the true faith in Christ was substituted by a phony baloney plastic banana religion that valued political pursuits. And the church went from being persecuted to being the persecutors. Think about that. And so instead of shining as lights in the world as Paul calls us out to do, the church ushered in an age of darkness, spiritual blindness that lasted nearly a thousand years until the Reformation. Christian, we live in dark days and persecution is coming. I say again, what an opportunity to shine as lights in the darkness. What an opportunity to separate our true faith in Christ from the phony religious pursuits of our day. What an opportunity for the church to be purified through fire like it was in the first three centuries. What an opportunity to, as Paul writes, shine as lights in the world. Two thoughts quickly, and then we're through. First, you in the light. You in the light. And here I want to emphasize your Christian walk. You in the light. Paul writes that you may become blameless and harmless children of God without fault in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation. Sounds like today. Among whom you shine as lights in the world. You in the light, Christian. This world now more than ever needs Christians that walk in the light. We are called to be an example. We are called to be blameless and harmless. We are called to be known as children of God in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation. We are called to be light in the midst of a world that only knows darkness. It is an opportunity that we have never seen before in our country. You know when the last revival, not revival meetings, the last revival happened in this country? Just prior to the Civil War. That was the last revival in this country. Where the Spirit of God convicted hearts, transformed millions of lives. You know, when I was about eight or nine years old, I was an MK, that means a missionary kid. I grew up in Brazil, and we went to visit missionaries in a city called Belém. It's at the mouth of the Amazon River, so it's easy to find. And they had a, a, a daughter who was also a missionary kid, and she was about my age, and we were playing hide-and-seek, me and my older brother and, and her, and we were in the dark, and and I went running to go hide. And I'd never been to this house in my life. And I'm just running around this house full tilt, full throttle, in the dark. And you know those cartoons where, where the cartoon character, the, the ground falls out from underneath them, and then their feet are just doing this little business, and there's nothing there? 
and then they fall and you just see like a, a puff of smoke. That was me. All of a sudden, I was falling through time and space and then finally splash. I hit the bottom of a well that was being dug and I remember looking up and all I could see was the mouth of the well, the, the, the dark blue sky and some stars. And that was it. I was knee deep in mire. They finally found me, pulled me out, and I'm here today. The next morning, I went to look where I had fallen. Pastor, there was a pipe right up the middle of that well I missed. I could have been impaled when I fell into that pit. So it is in our spiritual walk. Sometimes we are tempted to hang around in the shadows. After all, there's a bunch of fellow Christians slinking around in the dark. What harm can it be? Then it happens. We don't see the pit. And we fall further away from Him who called us out of darkness into His marvelous light. Jesus said in John 8, 12, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. Stand, Christian, in the light of Christ and in the light of His Word. Christian, uh, do you want to shine as lights in the world? I, I pray that you do. Do you want to have a greater impact than just casting a vote on a ballot? Please vote. But there's no politician that can turn America around. Only the Spirit of God can bring revival. Vote. Walk in the light in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation. Let that light around you shine to this dark world. I, I have nothing wrong with a Christian t-shirt. Praise the Lord. Wear your Christian t-shirt. But don't forget to walk in the light. The shirt means nothing if you're not walking in the light. He is the light of the world. If we follow Him, we will not walk in darkness. We will have the light of life. Live in the light of Christ. Live in the light of His Word. And when this world entices you to step into the shadows, walk in the light of Christ. When this world shuns you for your Christian testimony, continue in the light of His Word. When the world unleashes persecution against you, as it did in the first three centuries of the church, may not even the threat of certain death keep you from the light of the Lord Jesus Christ. We have enough Christians toying around in the darkness of this present age. Flirting with the latest and greatest thing this world has to offer, that we have lost our luster. And we have failed to shine as lights in this world. Do you want a greater impact? Walk in the light of Christ. Most of you will probably have never heard of a Christian martyr called Perpetua. Perpetua, 22 years of age, lived in Carthage, North Africa, daughter of nobility, came to know the Lord Jesus Christ. This is at the very beginning of the third century. I think the year was 202. 
renounce Christ or die. She would not. She had a newborn baby. They held her baby before her and said, look at your child. If you do not renounce Christ, your child will have no mother. Renounce Christ and die. She would not. She would not. Then they sent the executioners. An inexperienced gladiator came in in front of the arena to kill Perpetua and another young lady. I think her name was Felicita. Inexperienced gladiator striking against Perpetua's body, but not knowing how to give a fatal blow. 22 years of age, Perpetua held the sword and showed the executioner where to strike at the base of her neck to take her life. Shining as lights in the darkness. I will live for Christ or I will not live at all. We need that in America today. We can't even seem to give up a movie or a song on the radio that blasphemes the Lord Jesus Christ or His Word. It's just too cool. We can't give it up. We need, we need a change in America. Or we'll never shine. We need to walk in the light. Do you want to be blameless and harmless, children of God without fault? in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation, among whom you shine as lights in the world, walk in the light. An opportunity to shine as lights in the world is before us. It is, is it possible that we prefer to walk in the shadows more than in the light of Christ? You in the light, dear Christian. You in the light in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation. Let me close talking about the light in you. A little bit about the Christian walk. Now how about the Christian witness? Jesus said in Matthew 5, 6, 14 through 16, you are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. You know, the, the moon is not a source of light. It, it reflects the source of light, which is the sun. So it is with us, dear Christians. What light do we have of our own? Accept the light of Christ that shines through us. What will this world do if we as Christians don't shine? What will be of this world if we take the light of the gospel that we possess and hide it under a basket? 
what will be of this nation if we don't take the light of the gospel and put it on a lampstand front and center? Offend who it may offend. Bring persecution on who it may bring. How do we shine as lights in the world? Well, the light of the gospel, the light of God's word, the light of Christ should be the most obvious thing. Your coworker, your children, your parents may be the most obvious thing that they see in you, the light of Christ. When we speak, light should explode from our mouths. When we move, light should flow from our actions. But I fear today that the church has purposely dimmed down its witness so it's not too radical. Don't want to be too radical. Don't want to be known as a holy roller. A Bible-believing, born-again Christian. That's just too radical. It's too different. It's too bright. After all, we wouldn't want to be the object of ridicule, would we? Or we wouldn't want to be called out as the party poopers of society. The Romans would call the Christians the enemies of humanity. Enemies of humanity. We wouldn't want to face any type of persecution, would we? So when the opportunity to talk about the gospel with our neighbor comes up, we talk about the football game. Or when the opportunity arises to invite our co-worker to church, we end up talking about politics instead. Come on. It's true. It's true in my life too. And our light is placed under a basket once again, and once again we dim the lights in the city on a hill. And as the world gets darker and darker, we cover our light more and more so as not to offend the eyes of those lost souls who are unaccustomed to the light of the sun. S-O-N. Jesus said, you are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand. And it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. I read this illustration and I'll close with it. A young man enlisted was sent to his regiment. The first night he was in the barracks with about 15 other young men who passed the time playing cards and gambling. And before retiring, he fell on his knees and prayed. And they began to curse him, jeer at him, and throw boots at him. So it went on the next night and the next. And finally, the young man went to the old chaplain and told that chaplain what had taken place and asked, what should I do? Well, said the chaplain, you're not home now. You're at the barracks. And the other men have the same right to the barracks that you have. Why don't you just try to go to bed, cover up under your sheets, and pray silently 
God can hear you there as well. Just don't offend anybody. Weeks later, the chaplain hadn't seen that young man, but finally he met him one day, and he asked the young man, by the way, did you take my advice? The young soldier said, I did, for two or three nights. How'd it work? Well, said the young soldier, I felt like a whipped hound. And the third night I got out of bed, knelt down, and prayed. How did that work? The chaplain asked. The young soldier answered, We have prayer meeting now every night. Three of my fellow soldiers have been saved, and we're praying for the rest. It's not too late, dear Christian. Let your light so shine that you may become blameless and harmless children of God without fault in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation among whom you shine as lights in the world. And may God bless his word this morning. And if you're here without Christ Jesus, know that the gospel of Christ is simple. We are all sinners. And we all need His forgiveness. And there is only one price to be paid for sin. That's the blood of Jesus Christ. Paid on the cross of Calvary. Debt paid. That whosoever believeth in Him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And if you're here trying to get to heaven through your good works or being a church member or given to the poor or whatever, Know this, that if you're here without Jesus Christ as your Savior, you're lost. And on your way to hell. But the gift of God is eternal life in Jesus Christ. Don't leave this building without talking to your pastor or one of your leaders and receiving Christ as your Savior. Christians, it's time to shine. So easy to shine in such darkness if we would just allow Christ to shine through us. May God bless you this morning and thank you once again for the opportunity to be with you this morning. Pastor.